are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everyone. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm Mike Luke. we got a lot to get to today. We're going to be breaking down kind of what the future holds for Arizona basketball and what exactly the situation is with Sean Miller, contracts, all that fun stuff. This is going to be a interesting offseason, I think, to put it mildly. First and foremost, though, every I get a lot of people that ask me, and they say, you know, hey, Mike, what is uh, what what are you hearing about Sean Miller with his contract? And I know it always sounds like a cop out, but quite frankly, I don't know. I don't know anything that's going on right here. And that's the part that I think is crazy because nobody really knows. If you talk to people that are talking with Sean Miller, they say the same thing. Dude, I don't know. And these are people that will at least talk to you off record. That's why I think everybody is in such kind of a state of flux right now when it comes to Arizona basketball. Again, we're going to break down some of the pros and cons and, you know, what the roster looks like here coming up in a little uh, coming up in a little bit. John Brogan will be joining me again. But there really isn't a template to be able to go forward here because nobody has any idea good or bad what this administration and what the athletic department is up to because if sean miller doesn't know generally really nobody is going to know now i think a lot of people are saying how could a coach not know he's got one year left on his contract but this isn't your normal off season this is a coach that's having to deal with an iarp investigation you've already imposed the self uh, the self ban for the ncaa tournament the pac-12 tournament so that's an issue right there then You've got in a uh, in a athletic department a president who hasn't exactly done things conventionally. Again, that's not necessarily bad, but it's still something that's unique. That's how Arizona ended up with a guy like Jed Fish, who could be fantastic. Nobody really knows, but he certainly wasn't the guy who was on the top of a lot of people's leaderboards. That's for sure. Now, I would imagine we're going to know something here in the next couple days, and I've laid out my case as to what I think that Arizona should do going forward. We're going to go into detail in a little bit on that, but right now, I've never really seen Arizona basketball in the state it's in right now where basically nobody knows what's going on. Now, you could look back 12 years ago and say, well, remember when loot was let go? You know, what was going on there? That was weird. But that was totally unplanned. This is something that I think everybody knew was going to come to a head at some point. And we're really kind of here. And Sean Miller talked about it the other day in his uh, postgame presser where he said, I'll be talking with uh, Athletic Director Hickey and President Robbins here shortly. But other than that, I don't really have anything to give you. And when you look at Sean Miller, you can tell that he was being straightforward about that and that was i think what was really interesting about that this segment's going to be a little bit shorter because john and i are going to break down a ton of stuff coming up here but as always i want to tell you guys a little bit about built bar built bar is absolutely fantastic it goes without saying that it tastes better than your normal protein bar i've talked about that ad nauseum as you guys do know out there but it's something you look forward to whether you're going to the gym and you're looking to try to get yourself ready to go to the gym or you're coming back after a workout, 
you don't really have an excuse not to take a Built Bar because Built Bar gives you the good protein. And on top of that, Built Bar also tastes really, really good. Welcome into Locked On Wildcats. Hope you guys are all having a great Wednesday. I'm Mike Luke, joined by John Brogan. The big talking points for basically everybody that is an Arizona basketball fan is what do you do with Sean Miller? And there's basically, well, I'd say there's three schools of thought here. That one is one is the Jason Shear thought that basically you extend him as long as he wants, you give him as much money as he wants, and you know what, and you ride you ride this one as long as Sean Miller wants to be here. Then there's another one that says, you know, Arizona hasn't really been relevant at the highest level in four years. Uh, I think we should. I think Arizona should move on. Then there's another one that says he's got another year on his contract. Let him play that one out, and then Arizona can figure it out from there. All of these have pros. All of these have cons to them. But when you look at how Arizona has closed off this season right now, it seems to me that Arizona was playing better ball and that Arizona was starting to get it to a certain extent that we hadn't seen earlier in the year. Again, I was never all in either way, but I look at everything right now and I look at how this team played under Miller and the fact that he still has these guys' attention And I think it's kind of hard to pull the rug under it from this point. I'm not saying that I'm extending him a ton of years, but I think it's difficult in this day and age not to bring him back with the way that this team played towards the end of the season, Brogan. Yeah, and and I think if you're Arizona and you say this offseason, we're going to pull the plug on Sean Miller, then I think you have to assume that the fan base, the boosters, everybody who kind of matters is okay with a three- to five-year reset. Because here's what's going to happen. You don't have, first of all, who are you going to hire, right? We've talked about this a bunch. There isn't any marquee names out there. The only name out there that matters right now is John Beeline. And, you know, who knows? He'll he'll have his choice of job. Who knows if Arizona State, if he even gets back into coaching. Um, Secondly, you probably have a mass exodus of players. Because in this, this is different. Because these guys can all be James Akinjo can go wherever he wants. Azulis Tabellis is going to be able to go wherever he wants. Ben Matherin can go wherever he wants. And there's not going to be anything stopping them because obviously the transfer rules are different now. Right. And so now you've got a new coach who probably isn't the biggest name, who doesn't carry that type of recognition on the recruiting circles and things like that. Then you've got the pending um, review board out there and their decision if it's a one year postseason ban. No postseason ban. Apparently, South Carolina right. got away scot free. Right. I mean, probation and some reductions, which is basically which doesn't slap matter. on the wrist, right? So, so in my opinion, that's the three year minimum reset because your recruiting takes a huge hit. Next year, you're going to be maybe similar to what Miller was in his first year when he replaced. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of moving part. You got some leftover pieces. Maybe you get a couple guys coming back, but it's and, not going to be a good team. And Miller had a fortunate kind of turn of events because. He was able to get Solomon Hill and Momo Jones and Derek Williams with that first class. That, Kevin Parham. Yeah, that jump-started. Otherwise, he might have been on a three-year type of rebuild. So if you get rid of Miller this offseason, I think you have to be comfortable saying, hey, we just want to wipe our hands clean, and we know we're probably not going to be relevant for another three to five years. I don't think that's an option, by the way. Um, 
The second thing is you let him play under his contract one more year. He's you know he's going to make three and a half million dollars. There's no way he's leaving for that. He's going to coach. And we need to and we need to state that there are people out there that say, well, he'll leave. I don't buy that for a second. Nobody walks away from three and a half million dollars, no matter what. Especially when your prospects as your employment prospects aren't as optimistic, right? Because mm-hmm. if Sean Miller, let's say he quit and forfeited his money, there's no no team is going to hire him for at least a couple years, minimum, right? Maybe he winds up being Rick Pitino, who's back at Iona. Maybe you might he get finds James that. a Madison-type job, but you're not getting that top 25, power 5 job. It's just not happening. And you're not getting, you're not even getting the James Madison job right away. That's right. a year or two away, mm-hmm. right? Because you still got to see what happens with the review. The assistant coach at South Carolina got like a 10- or 12-year show cause. Right. And so you got to wait for that stuff before Miller can even uh, apply for a job. So him coaching, him leaving, I don't think is really a possibility. I also don't... If Arizona wants him to coach out his one-year deal, then you're handicapping him pretty hard because it's it's already tough for Arizona to recruit with everything that came out of the FBI mess. But it's even harder for a coach to go out there and sell parents and sell kids on, hey, come to Arizona. I'm here for at least a year, hopefully more, but maybe not. You know, no parent, no kid's gonna gonna go for that um, unless you're a top five kid who's a sure one and done, and you were just gonna go to Arizona anyway. So. That kind of brings me to what I think is the only realistic option, which is you have to extend him to some extent, whether it's two years, three years. I don't think you do something crazy like five years, but I think Arizona has to be very careful here, and I think they've got to get some sort of leverage towards a buyout um, as a safety net in the extension, whether it's no buyout, whether it's, hey, it's a million bucks, it's, it's inconsequential, any booster would be happy or any mm-hmm. booster that matters would be happy to pay. And that way they've got a little bit of leverage because of the position that Sean Miller kind of has the program in. Yeah, and you can't really, you know, well, why, 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 did, you extend, why did you extend this guy? Now, if, if you've got somebody like Scott True behind the scenes that says, hey, dude, I want to come to Arizona, that obviously changes things. Right. But I don't know that that's really the picture right now because you've got the IARP that you've got to deal with. I almost say AARP every single <laughs> right. time. You've got that that you've got to deal with. You've also got a, a roster and a program that's kind of in flux right now. This mm-hmm. isn't your traditional... This isn't your traditional program right now where because nobody quite knows who's running things. A lot of people, most people think the president's running things. The athletic director is involved, but he's I'm, ob- I'm one of those guys. Right, for sure. Right. And that he's basically running things right there. So it, it's just kind of a weird situation all the way around. And I, I hate to I hate to use this term. Because I think it's really a cop out, and it's basically a way to avoid making a decision. But I think extending him two years with a next to no buyout is the proper use of kicking the can down the road right there to see what you actually have. Now, if I didn't think there was any potential here, you've got to make that move. And if this team had gone what eleven and seventeen or whatever the case is, I think it's difficult to sit here and say that yeah. you know uh, another year. And Arizona fans are tired of hearing just one more year, one more year, one more year. But even though they're tired of hearing that refrain, I still think, though, that in this situation, it's probably the most realistic course of action at this stage. Yeah, and you have to be careful with college basketball because it's not just as simple as we're Arizona, we'll get rid of our coach, and we'll be good. UCLA is the perfect example of that because UCLA went from John Wooden through a whole series of coaches, they got 
real relevant with Ben Howland mm-hmm. and then fell off again. And then they're sort of relevant with Cronin. The only times, really that, know the only times you were really dominant at any stage post-Wooden was Jim Herrick and with Ben Howland. Yeah. And you've got a lot of filler in between. And UCLA is far more um, of a brand or a staple, blue blood, right, than Arizona is. So I think Arizona fan is a little, I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to say arrogant, but Arizona is at a kind of a a, a, a place, a, a crossing point where things could go really good, they could go really bad. And I think, in my mind, what makes sense is give Miller a couple more years, let this review process work its way out, really get a solid lay of the land, and then figure out what your next step is. I don't think now's the right time to make that committed next step because Arizona could easily not be relevant for another 10 years if, if things go, the you know, if they get the wrong bounce, for instance. I've talked to you guys a lot about uh, Rock Auto and about how it's made my parents' life a little bit more effective. Let's talk about betonline.ag. Um, I know quite a few people that are into uh, gambling, not necessarily my parents, but a guy that I'm talking with right now, uh, John Brogan, he likes placing a bet from time to time. Nothing too big, but he's always looking at the lines. And he messaged me the other day, and because I got him onto betonline.ag, and he said, man, this site's fantastic. You go on here, and I've got bets for basically everything. It's essentially a... A better's paradise there, Brogan. Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo, over 31.5 points today. That's the kind of stuff you're looking at right there. And you know what's great about it? I didn't even tell him that I was going to talk about that. He already knew. But that's the great thing about betonline.ag. Give it a look. Come back with us. And we are going to talk a little bit about the future of Arizona hoops, being that we do kind of have a roster idea right now about who's back on the team, what exactly that looks like, and how they're going to stack up in the conference. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for sticking in with Locked On Wildcats. We just talked about Sean Miller and what kind of the options are for Arizona, but Let's talk now a little bit about the nitty-gritty of who's on this roster and where this team's going to go from here. I don't know, taking a broad approach, that this is a top-10 team next year. Well, I feel at this point probably safe in saying it's not a top-10 team. I mean, who knows? Maybe it could be. But this is, I feel, very confident in saying this is a top-20 to top-15 team, assuming everybody comes back. I don't know that Arizona is going to be bringing in a major new transfer or anything like that. But the starting lineup is essentially set, I think. And if your starting lineup is something of the effect of James Akinjo, Kirk Carissa, Benedict Matherin, Ajulis Tabellis, uh, Jordan Brown slash Christian Coloco, again, that's not a top 10 team. But that's a top 15-ish team and a team that feels like he could compete for a Pac-12 title. Yeah, and and I'm a little more bullish on Arizona next year. I think they I think they can push that top 10 kind of barrier, you know, with the caveat of, hey, it's COVID season and, you know, Connor Gillespie could come back to Villanova for his ninth season. Right. And so there's a lot of moving parts. But, yeah, if that's your starting five and then you get – anything off the bench at all 
I think there's that's a no-brainer top 25 team. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the two or three best teams in the pack, depending on what UCLA does next year. But like you said, if we're just looking ahead a little bit, and not everything is clairvoyant, obviously, mm-hmm. but it feels kind of like a three-team league next year because Arizona should be good, Oregon should be good. I think UCLA is at the stage where they're always going to be good. Yeah. Um, but ASU is going to stink. I don't think SC is going to be very good. Heck, we were talking about it the other day on the phone. I think Washington State is maybe going to be the fourth best team in the conference. Yeah, and it's crazy to say that, but I think there's a legitimate possibility of that. Yeah, every team in the conference loses major production next year, with the exception of the three teams we named at the top. And then Washington State, if if Isaac Bonton returns, they return everybody, and they were already a fit, as as Arizona fans know. Um, they were already a fit for a lot of teams this year. So I think it's a pretty foregone conclusion. Arizona's a top three team next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything changes that. Um, whether or not they're one, two, or three, I think will depend on what type of development you get um, because there's a lot of pieces that could look a lot different next year than they do this year given that there's a bunch of freshmen. I think the player that is really going to decide the future next year for Arizona is going to be Benedict Mather in your wing. And the reason I say that is that, again, we've talked ad nauseum about James Akinjo. He's an all-conference caliber point guard. Not sure he's an All-American, but I feel very comfortable in saying he'll be about as good as any point guard in the conference next year. Same thing with Azulis Tabellis. Azulis Tabellis is probably going to be 16-10, and 10, something like that, give or take a couple points, mm-hmm. rebounds. Matherin, though, is the one guy that has a significantly higher upside than both of these guys. But he's also the one that you can still tell is still trying to figure out just how good he is. There's times when it looks like he's about to become Michael Dickerson. And then there's times when he gets called out by his head coach and basically the the six foot six wing doesn't score for the next four games. He to me is a real wild card, but I still think it's fair to say that with an off season, a real off season, feels like a guy that should be putting up 15, 16 a game. Yeah, and I think Arizona he's got eleven right now. Yeah, I think Arizona got lucky with with uh, Ben Matherin. If he, you know, he had that four or five game stretch where he was a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. If he would have had an assemblance of that the rest of the season, he's gone, no question. Right. Um, and he does. And let's be clear here: out of everybody on this roster, if you were to tell me which is one guy that you had to bet your life on will play in the NBA, it's Matherin. Yeah, easy. Not mm-hmm. e- there's there's no real debate there. Um, but I think what he showed, you know, the second half of the season was that he probably needs a second year of college basketball and developing in order to cement himself as I I think he's a first rounder. I think he's a, I don't think he's a first rounder today. I think he's a first rounder if he stays at least one more year in college. Um, you know, if he were to leave now, depending on, you know, how the combine shakes out and if he's able to actually go show up and be viewed and tested and things like that, you know, maybe he's a second-round pick now. I don't know that that's enough to tempt him to leave. And especially, too, I get a lot of people leave because they're like, well, I'm going to get drafted, I'm going to stick. There's a legitimate chance, though, that if he were to be drafted with, say, the 37th pick, that he's stuck in the G League for the next two years. Right. This is a guy that I think behooves him big time to come back because— If he comes back and matures in the ways that he needs to, he's already a good shooter. He's got a good nose for the ball. Defensively, he's not good. 
and that's obviously an issue that's going to have to be corrected. But it is an issue that should be able to be corrected because he can move well laterally. He's fine. He's strong. He's explosive. But if he comes back and has the proper year, he's a guy that you could easily see being in the top 15, top 20 picks in the draft, which is a big difference from being the 37th pick. Yeah, and I think with the G League Ignite, I think it's going to change. There's still going to be lots of people who declare for the draft, who go undrafted, their late second round, they flame out all those things. But I think the G League Ignite has changed people's outlook a little bit, where if I'm Jalen Green, I can go to the G League and get paid because I didn't go to college. I'm going to start my professional career. If I go to college for a year and run the risk of being a late draft pick or potentially the G League, it's not a lot of money there. It's like $23,000 a year. It's a job. Yeah, it's a job and you're not and you're, making and you and you're not making NBA money, you're not NBA travel, you're not all those things. So, I think it it gives you the idea of all right, if I'm a G Leaguer, I'm going to go out of high school and I'm going to try to get Jalen Green money because that's real money to start. If I'm a college player, and I'm not sure I'm going to get drafted, and I don't mind being in college. Right there's there's different you know scenarios. You know Chance Comanche is the perfect example. Grant Jarrett. There's a million of them. Um, with Matherin though, I think he's back more likely than not, um, and the off season is going to be insane for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's 15, 16 a game. Would you agree that he is? And briefly, because we're up against a break, would you agree that he is? The difference, though, that he is the real wild card between being good and being really good? Yeah, I think without Matherin on the team, they're a top 25 team, but they're at the very back end of that. With Matherin, that's how they make the push at top 10. He's John Brogan, and I'm Mike Luke. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Wildcats.